Welcome to Ideas into Reality, a podcast to inspire everyone to take action to turn their ideas into reality. No matter what experience they have, where they live, or who they think they are right now. Each week, we introduce you to a founder that has taken their tiny flicker of an idea and done what it takes to bring it to reality. We also take a few minutes to dig into the how of some of the key lessons those founders have learned on their journey so that you can feel more confident in what to actually do as you start to take action on your idea. Ideas into Reality is hosted and produced by the team behind Canvas Coworking and Startup Toowoomba. So we'll be talking to founders from our local community here in regional Queensland, as well as some of the interesting folk that we have met during our travels around the globe. As you've heard, Ideas into Reality is produced by the team behind Canvas Coworking. So we thought we'd let you know a little bit about some of the features available here in the building. Whether you're looking for an office away from home, a desk for a couple of days, a quiet room to talk to your clients, or a place to surround yourself with like-minded people, we have an option for you. Growing businesses need flexible spaces, and we offer a range of options with no long-term contracts, so you can scale up or down as required. Our 12 offices range in size from one person to four people and provide a secluded space to work with a choice to step out and engage with others anytime you want. Co-working in our open plan environment provides the unique opportunity to be inspired, motivated and productive all at the same time. We've got 16 desks in our open plan area. Our meeting rooms offer a range of features which allow the community to meet, share, create, train, relax, learn, build and connect in ways that suit their style and needs, including small intimate meeting rooms of two to four people, a boardroom, a training and workshop room, an event space and of course our podcasting room. You can check out images of all these rooms and availability via our website canvascoworking.com.au. I must admit Today was one of my tougher interviews considering how well I know my guest. David Macefield is the founder of shedblog.com.au and he's also my partner and the president of Canvas Coworking. So it was hard not to add to some of his answers myself. However, we've managed to survive five years in business together and this interview, so we're doing okay. David's story is a great one for anyone who has an idea to take their existing bricks and mortar business in a slightly different direction and online. So welcome, David, to Ideas Into Reality, our podcast. Thank you for joining us today. I am keen to find out the answers to some of these questions because obviously I know you very well. Uh, or at least I think I do. So we'll find out what you have to say in sure. in this regard. So the first thing that we would really like to know is uh, a little bit about the idea that you had at the very, very beginning of starting Shedblog, even before it started. Uh, what what did that look like? How did it happen? Where were you and what were you doing at the time? No worries. So yeah, I was in Kempsey on the mid-north coast of New South Wales and I had a Ranbuild reseller business down there. So I was uh, uh, operating out of an industrial unit 
sitting in there each day waiting for customers to come through the door and um, and so I could sell them a shed and what I uh, what I found was that they would often make the same mistakes so people were buying sheds and they were having problems down the track because they were making the same mistakes and they weren't people that were buying off of me. They'd never make those mistakes if they bought off me, of course, but uh, people that were, were um, coming in and saying, oh, I've got this problem, I've got this issue. And um, around about the same time, the Australian Steel Institute was uh, starting up a program called ShedSafe and, and that was to also help people avoid making those mistakes. So I thought one way that I could do to one way I could help people was to use the power of the internet. So I had already experienced the um, the internet as a tool, and I started a blog, and I started blogging about the ins and outs and the what to look out for and how to avoid making mistakes around uh, buying a shed. And it was, I suppose, you know, really done out of uh, community service in a way. But I also recognised the, the power of the internet to generate a residual income or a, um, a, an additional income. So I uh, decided to put some products on the, uh, the website as well. So on one section we had articles about what are the five mistakes that you should avoid um, when buying a shed. And, and on the other side of the, the website we had a uh, shopping cart set up where people could purchase some of these things that would help them avoid those mistakes. So that was uh, that was really where it kicked off uh, about ten years ago, or so in Kempsey as a as a like how do we help people using the power of the internet? Wonderful, thanks for that, David. As someone who has once purchased a shed, I think I can associate with making some mistakes along that journey, so it probably would have been helpful for me. I can confirm that. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So you had this idea and you'd, you'd started to take a little bit of action, but to create what you have now, what were some of the the things that you needed to learn, what did you have to actually do to take those steps to start to to get all of that to evolve? Well, I had to familiarise myself with how things had moved along, I suppose, in the internet as well. So um, 10 years before that, I was starting to dabble in really early website creation. That was just using like simple HTML and that. And when I came back, to the internet 10 years later, it was all WordPress and templates and and all sorts of new uh, methods and ways of doing things. So I had to learn how to do that. I had to, um, yeah, work out what was the best way to do it, you know, and the most effective way to, to get my message out. And so I, um, I, I spent pretty much every night for a year, a year and a half, uh, working on developing the website, developing the content. I had to find out how do you attract traffic to your website, uh, what's this SEO thing and uh, search engine optimization, keywords, and um, things like uh, Google had started 
now and uh, all of a sudden you had to rank on Google and you, you had the option to, to buy keywords on Google and things like that. So using AdSense and AdWords and so I had to look at all that and work out what was the, the way to go for, uh, for the Shed blog. Wonderful. Lots to learn and obviously changing times at the time as well, that evolution of the internet. So were there any sort of key things that you learned along the way that maybe, you know, you could share with those who are listening that might help them perhaps avoid some of the the issues that you might have encountered? Sure. So talk to people. Talk to people who have already done it. So one of the things I did do was I reached out to people who had a successful blog and asked to talk to them. So I did ring a couple of people and speak to them on the phone. There was a, a chap that had a, a blog that was for people that were planning weddings. Hugely successful website, massive. And um, I actually reached out to him and got his phone number and I gave him a call and I spoke to him. And at the same time, my cousin was developing her new business and um, she's a very successful business person over over the 10 years prior to that and had uh, built and exited from a multi-million dollar company. So uh, I spoke to her as well, uh, Cindy Lucan. And uh, yeah, so it's just, it's a case of uh, tracking down people who have done something like what you're doing. So maybe it's not identical. Maybe you've got something that is new and unique, but there's usually somebody that's done something similar and finding them, having a chat to them. It's amazing how helpful people are prepared to be if you reach out and and let them know what you're trying to do. Excellent. And, yeah, talking to people, phone a friend, uh, relative if you've got one. Otherwise, yeah, track someone down on the internet. Careful, they're often not that honest. (laughs) Your friends and relatives can be... uh, um, yeah, they don't want to hurt your feelings. So often they won't give you honest, honest feedback. Sometimes you've got ones that will and other times they're really no help. <laughs> it could potentially a hindrance. So take them with a grain of salt when you say, what do you think? And they go, it's amazing. It's the best thing in the world. You should do that. <laughs> that may not be the case. Yeah. Did you have people on the other side saying, that's a terrible idea, don't do that? One of my one of my major suppliers said to me, "Oh, that I don't think that'll work," and and now I'm one of their biggest customers. So it's uh, it's interesting. Yeah, they're probably grateful that you continued. They, I think they are. Yeah, excellent. So talking about, I, I guess people being grateful or, or continuing as well. But you know, what are you most proud of? What have you you know What are you proud of in what you've achieved so far? Uh, well. For me, with the uh, with the shed blog, I'm I'm proud of the fact that I can operate from anywhere, where there's an internet connection, and I can and a tele and a telephone line basically. So if I've got mobile and I've got an internet connection, then I can operate this business from anywhere in the world, and I am super pleased about that. So that's that's one thing that I am really proud of. Um, I'm proud that it, it c- continues to, to operate, sustain itself, and um, and generally it's continuing to grow. There's a lot of particular ideas out there. I'm at that stage now where I'm, I need to um, to cross the chasm, I suppose that is. That's to take a uh, further leap forward to invest additional funds in the business to scale it, and that 
is um, that's the next challenge. So, but I'm super super proud of that, and and ha- what it's allowed me to do is move from just the the blog with the shed blog and explore other areas at the same time and grow a couple of other businesses as well. So pleased about that. Excellent. So that probably uh, leads nicely into, you know, what is next for you? So obviously you've achieved a lot so far, but, you know, what, what does the next step actually look like for you? Well, with regards to the shed blog, I think the next step is uh, approaching different international markets. The um, <clears throat> the potential for the for the shed blog is quite good in other areas in the world. Uh, it's a replicable; um, you can replicate it, um, but you need to have the right products for the market. So that the next step is to do some market validation, uh, some prototyping and to test the uh, assumptions in probably America and the United Kingdom, I think, are the two marketplaces that would work best for this. New Zealand, for sure, but it is a fairly small marketplace, uh, and they're much like Australia. So I believe that um, the New Zealand market is, is fairly simple to approach, so I think I'm looking more for a bigger market like America or the UK. Okay, wonderful. Definitely plenty of people in America. So that's good. Now, there's people listening, obviously, and they may have an idea that they're sitting on themselves. So what advice would you have for someone who has an idea and hasn't yet taken that first step? Do it. Ideas are useless if you don't act upon them. They're, yeah, ideas are cheap and you need to invest time to actually do it because you'll regret it if you don't. Yeah, I mean, you've got to take that first step. Just got to do it. Uh, how? Make a, make a plan. Join something like a 30-day sprint that Canvas co-working runs and have a chat to Joy. She'll get you moving and, um, yeah, start doing it because, yeah, it's just there's a lot more people out there that are lying back on their deathbed going, I wish, where, you know, you don't want to be that person. You want to you have a go. So, um, yeah, do, do, do you want me to go deeper than that or uh, more so granular? But yeah. The idea to reach out and ask for help and perhaps join some sort of program is, is definitely there. Obviously, there's a lot of fear for people about, well, what if it doesn't work and things like that. So if if you were, like, if you've got a new idea, what what is that first step that you would take? Like, what what would you do? And, and you mentioned, obviously, with the other, um, with Shedblog, you made a few calls and you talked to people, but... You know, did you just go on Google if Google wasn't there at the time? Like, you know, what what's that very first step? Yeah. Sometimes it takes uh, – there's a couple of different ways to approach it. You can use something like a, a lean startup approach where you'll create a, uh, an MVP, a minimum viable product, to, that represents uh, re- represents your idea and then you'll put it out to, the, to who you believe your customer is and 
get some feedback upon that and make iterations and changes um, as most cost-effectively as you can before you launch your final product. You could prove it in the marketplace, prove that there's demand. Well, then there's uh, another method which is called the leap of faith. And, um, you know, it doesn't always work and it can be an expensive way to go, but sometimes it can be quite successful. And, and that's been applied to a couple of the products in, in our marketplace uh, for the Shed Blog where it's been... Um, Whilst there's been a few customers asking, maybe this is a thing, and you're thinking it could be a thing, it really sounds like a good idea, and when you talk to your manufacturer and you discuss it with them, they think, yeah, actually, that, that could be a thing. Let's uh, let's let's have a go, and um, and create the product, put it in the marketplace, and see if you're not having to say, you know, invest twenty thousand dollars in a new machine or something, and you can use the the technology you already have to put a new product in the marketplace, then essentially it's it's make a prototype, take some photos, put it on the internet, advertise it, blog about it, put it on social media and see if it starts to sell. Sometimes it can take a little while. Uh, one of our products took a year and a half to uh, to pick up momentum in the marketplace and now it sells all the time. So it's it's um, it really comes down to, to taking action. Wonderful. Thanks for that. All right. So if people wanted to take action to get in touch with you, how can they find you? I am everywhere. You just have to Google David Macefield and more than likely get me. Um, but, yeah, if you Google David Macefield, Startup Toowoomba, David Macefield, Shed Blog, um, you'll find me, you'll find my different links, uh, different websites. You can reach me uh, on David at shedblog.com.au, david at startuptoowoomba.com.au. You can give me a phone call if you like on 0422590552. If you didn't get that, that's 0422590552. You can ring me if you want to. Or you can, uh, yeah, send me an email, hit me up on Facebook. Yep. LinkedIn, totally all over there. Go on, come and see me. Wonderful. Excellent. Thanks for that, David. Well, thanks for joining us today. Really um, great to hear how ShedBlog got started and what some of those key things were that you did that helped you along the way. So hopefully for everyone listening, if you have an idea and it's something that you haven't yet taken a step on, you've got some new ideas as to how you can do that today. Thanks, Joy. In this week's lesson, we're going to talk about the first thing that we do when we talk to someone who says they have an idea. This has come through in several of the interviews that we've heard as well, with people saying, just go talk to someone, go do it, take action. And and often when we're talking to people, they're like, but what does that mean? So I'm going to just run through a few things that we always recommend. The first thing is to think about your idea in terms of a problem to be solved. So you may have come up with a great solution, but the solution to what problem? And can you actually articulate that in a really clear way? And that's going to take some practice uh, because not everyone who hears you is going to hear the same thing. So you'll have to work with those words to find out how you can describe it so that the average person on the street or whoever you're talking to is going to understand what you mean when you're talking about the problem. So once you've been able to think about it in that way, it's then a case of going and talking to people about it. Make a list. 
So make a list of everyone that you can think of that might be interested. They might be interested as a potential customer, so those who actually have the problem or those who would be needing to make a decision about finding a solution to that problem or even those who would be making the decision to pay for a solution. And particularly if you're dealing business to business, they could be three entirely different people, someone who uses it, someone who decides and someone who pays. So make a list of all of those people. Also think about how would I distribute this solution and who do I know or who can I think of that would be a potential distributor? Who would be a potential influencer? Who's in the face of these people who are going to be using this product that people already know? So who do you know that would know the audience that has this problem? If it's something that needs to be made, who's going to manufacture it? Can you make a list and add those people to your list of people to talk to in terms of manufacture? And that can be across a whole range of the supply chain. So you might be talking about raw materials. You might be talking about the actual construction or different stages of construction. You might be thinking about uh, distribution and packaging, you know, those types of things. So how would it all come together to be something that could be made and distributed? Also, there's going to be people in government and industry organisations that are going to be worth talking to. They're going to know lots of people within the industry, within the sector, be able to make some good recommendations perhaps of who else you should go talk to. They're going to know things that are often a little bit more closed in terms of just general awareness. So they might be thinking or working on things like upcoming policy changes or legislation changes that you might not yet be aware of. Uh, And if you go and have a chat with them, they might be able to help you avoid some potential hurdles of things that might be yet to come. So what you're wanting to do with these conversations is find out where are the gaps in your knowledge? Where are those holes or those sticky points that are going to be things that you're going to run into at some point? You may as well find out about them as soon as possible. You also want to know what people think about the problem, not so much about your solution, not really even at all about your solution necessarily, but definitely what they think about the problem. And also what you need to learn more about. So where are those gaps within your knowledge? What don't you yet know or understand about the problem Uh, and things associated with that as well? So you want to be finding out what are these things that you need to learn yet and how can you do that? So where can you go? Where can you find that information or more information about the problem itself? Also, what's already being done to solve this problem? It's unlikely that there's nothing. People are making some sort of way around, through, over, under, whatever it might be of the problem. What are people doing and can you understand that? And that might be, you know, utilising solutions that are already in the market or it could be things that are in development and often by having really good conversations with people, you're going to come across someone else who's working on a solution for that problem. And there may be opportunity for you to work together or at least understand your points of difference of how you're approaching it, if in fact there are any, and what stage they're at. Also, looking at, you know, whether there's been someone who's tried this before and failed. So has there been a person or a company who's tried to develop a solution before and it hasn't been able to be realised? That could be based on technical ability. It could be based on finding a viable financial model, um, the sustainability of the supply of the product that goes into manufacturing. There could be a whole host of reasons why something hasn't worked for somebody. So who was that? And can you talk to them about what they did and you know where their failure points come in? And can you learn from that so you're not repeating those same mistakes? Now, we often hear people with an idea express that they're worried that someone will steal their idea if they start talking about it. 
It's generally not the case. Uh, Generally, if it's a real problem to be solved, there may be people out there already working on it. Um, There may be people who are interested in finding a solution that may or may not have started on a journey and may or may not have an idea. But if in this early stage, you're not really talking about your solution, you're talking more about the problem and understanding the problem, then you're not giving away, you know, the recipe to your secret sauce. And, And you may not even have developed the recipe for your secret sauce yet. You might just have an idea of what it is. But you don't have to you don't have to talk about that yet uh, at this stage. There may be cases where you might go into a little bit more detail about what you're thinking, but again, you draw the line where you need to. But if people are really interested in it because they have the problem and they're wanting to find a solution, then more often than not, they're going to be keen to you know, express to you the challenges that they have and the pain points they have in the hope that you will be able to design a solution that will help them because that's what they're looking for. And maybe they're willing to co-design that with you. And that's obviously something for you to consider and decide how you want to approach that. Don't worry that by talking about the problem that someone's going to steal the idea and run away with it. It's also unlikely that you're the only one out there trying to solve this problem if it's actually worth solving. Are you feeling inspired and ready to take action to turn your idea into reality? If the answer is yes, but, then perhaps you might want to check out our upcoming program, Startup OnRamp specifically designed for startup founders who are at the beginning of their startup journey, including those who currently have a day job and want to make the transition from employee to founder. Over 12 weeks, you're guided through the essential steps to validate your idea so you can learn whether it's worth spending any more time, money or energy on it. So jump online at canvascoworking.com.au forward slash startup dash on ramp For more details, if you believe that this is the right time for you to get some help to start turning your idea into reality. That brings us to the end of this week's Ideas Into Reality episode. And we hope that you enjoyed learning about our founder's journey and got a couple of takeaways from the lesson learned that will help end the flames of your idea. Assuming you did, be sure to subscribe to this podcast on your favourite podcast app and let your friends know too. They might just be sitting on an idea that you do not even know about yet. You can find out more about Canvas Coworking and Startup Toowoomba by visiting our websites, canvascoworking.com.au and startuptoowoomba.com.au or finding us on pretty much any social media platform. My name is Joy Taylor and I'd like to thank you for joining me on this journey and I look forward to introducing you to our next guest in our next episode.